0: Well, 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 welcome to another episode of SKST Radio. We're talking real talk with Cammy Grayson, and I have a new friend. He goes by the name of Julian Bailey. Hey, Julian, welcome to the show. Yo Kimmy! Hey, what's up?
1: Thanks for having me, I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> so how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good, thank you. I'm a little a little pink because I I finished my uh high intensity training workout a little too short, you know, before the start of this interview. So uh I'm not normally this pink, I guess. And I'm also trying to figure out my lighting situation over here. It's kind of a mess around here with all my lights, but well I'll you
0: look very out. handsome to me sir so i yeah. think you look just fine so that's don't
1: even just what there. i need here thank you i <laughs> appreciate it
0: okay so tell us a little bit about yourself julian
1: well uh where do i start i mean uh you know i was born in canada i was born in montreal canada into a musical family my mom was a musician uh my father was a businessman but the music kind of dominated our family uh I uh, I was born and raised here. I moved to Southern California after turning 18 years old in the mid 90s, and lived in uh, LA for a couple of years while I was going to school, and then moved to Chicago where I started my career in the U.S. and then went back to LA, stayed there for a while, and many years later ended up coming back here to uh, to Montreal. And um, yeah, I've been here for the last several years, and you know. As you're aware, you know, I'm working on this TV show called Three Pines, which has been really exciting and really cool because it's 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 a really cool show. It's a really good show. And, uh, you know, reasonably high profile with some amazing talent involved. So that's my attempt at giving a not too long a drawn out introduction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's let's just take you back a little bit. How did you when did you get the acting book?
1: Well, I, I would say. Uh, I was in elementary school and there was a kid at my school who uh, who was on a TV show a Canadian TV show um, and he was kind of a little mini celebrity if you will and I, I just remember thinking like I could do that you know I could <laughs> pretend to be someone else and get paid for it and uh, and that would be fun I felt like I could uh, pull it off so um, a uh, well, I'll say this first, what happened was I was raised learning piano because my mom was specifically a piano teacher. and uh, so I was raised uh, being taught piano by by her and then other people because you know you can't sit still when your mom's trying to teach you piano, uh, especially classical piano. Uh, so the music thing was kind of my main focus, but after I started to you know, if, after I met this kid at, at school and realized that you know he, he was, doing this show and I, and I sort of put two and two together and I was like, I could do that. I asked my parents if I could be enrolled in a children's theater group. And so I did that. And then shortly after that, uh, a, uh, production, uh, for the Canadian broadcasting corporation was looking for a kid to play the lead in a Christmas film. And they came to my elementary school and I ended up getting cast as one of the two leads in the film. And, um, uh yeah wouldn't you believe it as a as a moody character actually a kind of a moody kid with sort of a troubled uh situation which i'm bringing that up because that's kind of peter morrow's uh you know <laughs> demeanor or whatever um uh, apparently you know i get the moody roles but uh but yeah so i got i got i got that role um and in fact I, I was scheduled to be in england that uh christmas for family stuff because my mom is from london and i got the film and uh and so i flew back on my own i guess i was 11 years old so it was my first time being on a plane by myself oh, wow. and came back and did that movie and then around that time uh maybe a little bit after i did a play with the national theater school of canada and then around that time as well i started auditioning for dubbing projects so like anime um projects um with you, you know in case anybody doesn't know anime is like japanese animation uh they were doing a lot of dubbing in in montreal and uh you know, as you probably know, Montreal is predominantly French, but being a English speaking f- and from here and without too much of a kind of Canadian. Well, I guess I did have a bit of a Canadian accent, but they kind of worked that out of you to just sound mm-hmm. kind of general American. Um, and I, I guess I got the hang of it enough to where for most of my, you know, the later part of my childhood into my adolescence until I went down to Southern California, I was doing a lot of voice work and dubbing projects and things like that.
0: So do you, do you like that better than acting, acting, the voice dubbing?
1: No, I wouldn't say I like it better, but I do really like it though, because, um, well, for a couple reasons, I think one is, you know, you talk about hiding in a, or, you know, some actors talk about hiding in a character, but when you're, when it's just your voice, you can really hide in the character, you know, nobody can see your face. Um, uh, I, I mean, I have no problem, you know, showing my face on camera except after i've done a high intensity training workout and i look like but um but no i mean uh you know i enjoy uh i really enjoy uh dubbing work and i'll say this since coming back to montreal it took a few years uh before netflix started bringing contracts back here and so i've been working on several netflix projects just with my voice um along with different video games and things like that, that I've been doing over the last several years. Uh, but like, for example, I did a show for Netflix called Amazon. Uh, sorry. Um, all Vincenzo. these company names are, are getting tangled up in my head, uh, called Vincenzo for Netflix. And, um, and that was a Korean, a very popular Korean series. And I, I dubbed the American voice or the English voice of so Vincenzo, the lead character. That was a lot of fun. I did that last year. Um, and I'll, I'll mention this too for three pines. They, uh, they wanted to know if there was a chance I might be able to dub my own character in French because I do speak a little bit of French. Oh, Um, cool. Well, I mean, I say a little bit, I can have a conversation, you know, but I have an accent, you know, and uh, I sent in my little demo tape of me speaking French. (laughs) Like you, of course, never heard from them, you know. They're like, no, we'll get someone else (laughs) to dub your (laughs) character.
0: Okay, so fast forward, fast forward. So now, so how did you get the role as Peter Morrow?
1: Well, uh, I, I auditioned for it. I, I, a breakdown came through to my agent and he, uh, you know, he, he sent it to me and I put myself down on tape. Of course it was, you know, in the thick of COVID, uh, the whole, you know, pandemic or whatever. So, uh, I, uh, yeah, I just, I put myself on tape for it and I sent it in my agent said, "I'm um, it, it, what did he say? He said, uh, I'm not a betting man, but if I were, I'd put my money on you for this role. And I was like, "Wow, okay, you know, thanks. It's nice to have a vote of confidence." Yeah. Uh, I heard Robert Robert De Niro said something, um, which I'm sure he said a while ago, but I just saw the clip the other day, and he said, "You know, as an actor, don't assume you're going to get the role. Go in there not assuming." it. I was like, "Man, I, I usually don't assume I'm going to get the role, but um, but yeah, you know, you I, I went in there and." Um, and i said great you know i'm glad you think it's solid and i mean i did feel pretty good about it, it when it's good material it's usually easier to perform you know mm-hmm. and it was great material and, but then i didn't hear anything for a long time you know and then they came back and i heard i was in the mix the day i was starting a movie and of course uh, i had the long long hair at the time which because of covid and the whole thing isolation and i had a big old beautiful big old beard and uh <laughs> And for the the movie I was doing, they, they wanted to um, get rid of the you know all the, the the hair and the beard. So literally like an hour maybe before I went into the hair and makeup chair to get a haircut, my agent uh, calls me and he's like, "Don't let them cut your hair. The people at Three Pines say they really like your hair and they, they just leave your look alone if you can." So I had to talk to the producer of the movie and say, "Hey, is there any way we can kind of like split the difference and?" You know make my uh character a little more on the hip side or whatever as opposed to the clean cut um the clean cut look so uh so they were super accommodating and
0: oh that's good uh,
1: but then the funny thing is then once uh, well anyway there's a lot i I could say about that but i will say that once i got back to uh you know once i found out i got the role um they well they wanted me to cut the beard uh (laughs) And we kind of agreed on sort of a five o'clock shadow, whatever you know, a few days growth or whatever. I say whatever too much. I gotta, I gotta stop that. Uh, And um, and then we um, agreed to uh, the hair. They they wanted me to kind of clean it up a bit. Uh, So that all the hair and the look and everything of my character really was uh, something they they kind of had in mind and wanted to craft for my for my character. So I was like, cool, you know, I'll go along with it. Work with, work with that. But I was gonna say that they came back with a different role during that whole process. And I was actually reading for another role and then uh, and then circle back around to the original role I had auditioned for, which was Peter Morrow. So I was happy about that. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I, I thought the character of Peter was interesting because um, I went through the whole series, right? The, the mm-hmm. first series and that whoop-de-doo style that peter has that curl on the side (laughs) the elvis-like curl you know I thought that was kind of cool (laughs) so i was like is that you normally or is that just for peter
1: yeah exactly no thanks for pointing that out uh no it's not me normally to be honest i uh i normally like it kind of high and tight and just you know kind of clean cut and uh i'm not uh well, when I was younger, I had the long, you know, and I was kind of in my, you know, late teens, early 20s, I kind of had the long hair. And I remember going one period of like, I don't know, three or four months when I was in college where I didn't even wash my hair. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I had, I had the, uh, I had the, you know, little elastic, bang- I kind of had little braids and, uh, and then they kind of got all stuck together. It was sort of disgusting. Oh, actually. No, I
0: didn't end up with dreads.
1: <laughs> yeah, more, like, just really like dirty dreads. I don't know how else to call it, but, uh. But yeah, no, so it's not really my thing to have that hairstyle. I mean, um, yeah, I guess the character, well, yeah, he's, I mean, you draw on elements of yourself when you're playing a character, but I would say that uh, he's not really, I'm not really like that dude. And. A lot of ways including style wise but again they had an idea of how they wanted to style me which by the way was not necessarily exactly how he's described in the books as readers of the books will will you know notice um and that was just a a choice they also made my character about i don't say 12 to 15 years younger than he is in the books too so um yeah or at least 10 years younger maybe i'm being generous with myself but um but yeah, so there was there were different things, you know, including the style and and stuff like that. And you know, you, you just kind of roll with it and you make it work for, for your, for your work and what you're doing. And yeah. uh, and uh, I, you know, if we get a second season, um, you, then, will. Uh, yeah, you will. Yeah, then yeah, we're amen.
0: What you. So, well, you will.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you know, so when when we do the second, like I might see if we can kind of, you know take the hair in a bit, you know what I mean? Because it is a little a little floppy, but I think it kind of goes with the character, but surely it, the character- It does, works. it
0: really fits. It really does fit. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, when I first saw Peter, at first I thought he was like, you know, I'm not gonna like this guy. Mm. And then later on, I, it, he became adorable. And uh, then it's kind of like, now he got some shady going on. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you don't know which, mm. I saw three characters there. You know what I mean? With Peter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I'm like, is it more than the three, you know, you saw his home life, you know, with his real family and, mm-hmm. you know, the book club and, you know, it's just, he's just kind of different in each aspect. I want to say.
1: Mm, that's a good observation. No? Oh, absolutely. No, I was going to say that's a very good observation. Um, you know, when you're working, especially when you're shooting backwards, like we did, we shot the we shot the first episodes, well, I should say we shot the last episodes first and then we shot the first episodes last. Um, and of course you're shooting all out of order. You've got to really try to keep yourself situated or orient, oriented or orientated, whatever the word is, uh, mm-hmm. where you are in the story because, um, you know you're you're shooting all kind of like in french we say which sort of means randomly um and uh and therefore yeah you need to know where you're at and kind of what's been happening where you're going what's coming up um but that's one thing that i really liked about this character was he really is i was going to say you know more than a dual personality he's really kind of got these multiple personalities and sides to him which if you've done any um, study or research on, you know, child psychology and just psychology in general, people who've had, you know, particular traumas from childhood tend to find different personas or personalities to sort of Mm -hmm. hide in um, as a defense or protective mechanism, you know, and I think that's definitely going on with this guy, you know, he's, uh, he's a complex and enigmatic character and, you know, he's all at once trying to run away from himself and f- try to find himself at the same time um yeah. so yeah it, it's really a fun character and you know i think having a chance to like develop that more and you know further uh iterations of the books or further seasons hopefully will give um you know will give the audience a chance to see you know even more of of uh how how that this guy unfolds you know um in his in his life he's that de- he's definitely a broken person i'll say that you know he's a broken yeah. person but he's a sincere person also at the same time you know
0: yeah yeah i mean i think I, I, out of the family um i think that ties the bond at, you know when they did the family scene for the actual family i mm-hmm. think um that was good i think peter needed that uh, because it was such a torn family, you know? Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool that, um, you know, Peter was willing to, to bite the bullet, you know, it was funny. Yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed that scene, you know, that was funny.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but yeah
0: I, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah, the the family stuff is important, you know, and uh, one thing I've noticed about the show is, and, and I will also mention, I, I, I actually still haven't, watched the last two episodes yet um, and that's because of Christmas and everything I just ha- didn't have really a good chance to so um, I'm looking forward to seeing the last two but um, you know showing that those family dynamics uh, are is so important um, in helping to sort of situate yourself as an audience and understanding where these people are coming from and obviously not just me but Clara you know um, Anna Tierney who plays my wife Clara um just the you know the, what they what they say uh uh you know when you get married you're marrying the family too, which right. is unfortunately kind of true you know oh <laughs> unfortunately well, or unfortunately, but i guess in in Anna, in uh, Clara's case sort of unfortunately and uh yeah, and so there you know there's a lot of those um those stories are uh are kind of setting us up for you know things that are you know, have happened and will happen back mm-hmm. in the town, you know, and the whole suspect, the suspicious thing where everyone's kind of a suspect. It's like yeah. everybody's <laughs> coming from somewhere, you know, there's a reason why th- they're like this, you know, these people.
0: Yeah. That's pretty cool though. So what was your, what's your funnest moment? What was your funnest moment being on set?
1: My most fun moment. Ooh. Hmm. Most fun. Most fun. Well, I mean, Hmm. If if I get something specific, I'll I'll let you know. But I think in general, uh, I mean, honestly, I just like working. I just really love working on almost anything. I mean, you know, not almost anything, but you know, I I just like working a lot. You know, and okay. uh, I, if it's a job I wouldn't want to do, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't do it. So when I'm working, I I just it's fine. I feel like I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Um, and uh, it's just fun working with cool people. And I, I mean, I, will, I i would be remiss not to say that you know Alfred Molina as the lead is—he's um, just—he's he, not only his—is he such a kind person, but he's—he's um, a—he's such a professional where he—he knows he understands how to lead um, and carry a show, uh, both on camera and during, you know, production the way he carries himself you know his comportment compartment comportment, com- comportment. <laughs> his comportment and uh and his integrity uh comes through you know and um and uh that, that makes all the difference when you have your lead knowing how to behave and how to act and and you right. know, having of an experience that he does it makes all the difference and he's always cracking jokes and and uh and he's got a great sense of humor yeah so that i just working with alfred molina and and everybody else was a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: So now, um, so can you give some words of wisdom to anybody that's trying to be in the same position that you're in right now? Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, you mean same position that I'm in as it relates to my career? hmm Right, right. Um, well, I would say... Um, I would say be be true to uh, yourself in the sense that if you have a dream or if you have something in your heart to do or to explore, don't neglect that. Uh, Don't let other people uh, dissuade you from what's crying out from your heart, that you feel like you need to move in, you know, a given direction. Um, If you're an artist or whatever field you're in, uh, you know, there are, there are going to be inevitable obstacles. Um, but I would say purpose to see past the obstacles, understand it's not necessarily going to be easy, but it's always worth it to pursue tenaciously and go after your dreams, um, regardless of what the ultimate outcomes are. It's, it's always worth it. Um, I I used to say I would rather you know fall forward on my face than fall backwards and wonder what might have been if I'd have tried to
0: mm-hmm.
1: if I'd have tried to you know if I'd have taken that risk or if I'd have chosen to have the faith that I needed to to keep going when everything around me was screaming at me to uh, to pack it in you know uh, I, so and for me that's been kind of a a clumsy exercise you know i've kind of gone uh, i think i've gone through probably more than i necessarily had to but then again sometimes the 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 fight is what makes you you know who you end up becoming you know the the challenges that you have in your life that can you know really can end up um feeding your uh your work as an artist particularly i would say as an actor and i mean i can't speak to you know actual art like you know right. painters or whatever but i'm sure it's the same thing any kind of art music too you know i mean you've got to live um i mean don't be stupid you know what i mean try to make good choices you know and have some good principles and morals i would say but Absolutely. and don't hurt people and don't hurt people but but definitely you know shoot for the stars you know shoot for the stars but don't hurt people if you can't you know <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I totally agree with you. So, what's next for you, Julian?
1: Well, uh, like I said, you know, we're waiting to hear about um about season. Uh, Oh, yeah, sorry. I just noticed something, but it's all good. You can hear me okay, right? By the way, yeah. Okay, good. Because I just realized that my special little external mic (laughs) never (laughs) got (laughs) plugged in. Oh man, it's okay. So um what's next for me? Well, um like as far as work goes, as far as my career goes, um you know, the big thing is, is you know, we're we're hoping to get a green light for season 2. That that would be amazing. Um other than that, uh I am working on writing a, one or two things right now which I'm hoping to um be able to pitch um to get made. Um but that's kind of yeah. I I can't say too much about that because it's sort of in that stage of like, we'll see what happens and where it goes. So as far as that goes, there's that. Um, And then, you know, I'm always doing, you know, voice work here and there. Uh, I kind of took a little bit of a breather this past year because my wife and I had a had a baby. So we have. Congratulations. uh, Thank you. So we we have a um, we have a um, well, what is he eight months now An eight month old boy and um, yeah, at home. And so, so that's, that's cool. exciting. Yeah, yeah, we, and we, we actually, not to get all personal or whatever, but uh, we got married last year in February. And uh, my wife had a one and a half year old uh, daughter when we met in 20, well, end of 2014, I guess. And um, so I've kind of more or less helped raise her, but now, you know, I'll be in the process of, um, you know, adopting her officially. So she's nine now. So we have the, when you have the kids and, uh, you know, and the whole home thing, you're trying to figure out, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's it's exciting. I mean, I'm not going to say it's like, oh, you know, a Sunday stroll in the park. And look at that smile.
0: That means you're happy.
1: (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah, I appreciate a good challenge, you know, but it's the greatest blessing you could imagine, you know, having having kids and, uh, you know, both of those kids are just my pride and joy, you know, and um, um, yeah, so it's, it's just kind of mind blowing. But, you know, you still got to, you know, do the little things and, uh, but I've been trying to spend time with, with, uh, with, well, particularly with baby because he's been so young and, uh, you know, that's really exciting. So, so my whole world has kind of been revolving around, around that and um and it's been exciting to see, you know see the show coming up and rolling out and everything and uh, um, and I'm I'm we're, we're sort of you know um we're kind of like considering the possibility of going back to uh, LA at some point at least for you know part of the year of course if we keep doing the show I'll be here for, for that but um but yeah we're just kind of exploring all possibilities at this point <laughs>
0: Well, it's nice and warm there, so you, you know, it's it's it's. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times, and every time I went, it's it's been nice. You know, um, it gets a little yeah. cold. Um, it gets a little cold, but I mean,
1: but during the day, it's it's good. It's great. What? Are you, what are you talking about? In L. A. In in L. A. Yeah, it gets cold at night because it's got that kind yeah. of desert climate. You know, where it kind of cools down at night, especially if you're if you're on the other side of the hill. I I lived in the valley for a long time, so it's just hot all the time um, <laughs> in, in the Valley. But, um, but yeah, no, um, LA is cool. I mean, for me, LA feels kind of more like home than anywhere else in a way, I guess, cause I had such sort of formative years there. Um, but I love Texas too, you know, who knows, maybe, you know, the taxes are lower in Texas. Maybe we'll move to Texas. I have some really good friends from Texas. One of my best friends is from Houston and, okay. uh, got another good friend who's from a town north of Dallas and, uh, and um and i got another good friend who lives in uh near Dallas in Frisco so i i, okay, I have yeah a lot of, i know all those places <laughs> yeah i have a lot of a lot of texas connections and every time i've been in texas i always like it i always have a feel like a good vibe there you know so now, I, I so like you
0: it. like the texas weather the
1: heat you know the heat doesn't bother me too too bad i mean if you have a as long as you have ac in your car you know i went for too yeah. long with no ac in my car in southern california doing parties for kids on the weekends, you know, driving through Southern California in a Pikachu outfit or Buzz Lightyear, Scooby-Doo or, or, a, or a Teletubby. <laughs> I was a Teletubby one time, you know, all dressed up. And um, and if you don't have AC in your car, you, you, by the time you get to do the kids party, you, you're, you're already just beating yeah. sweat. <laughs> so I have a great appreciation for air conditioning, actually. yeah. Um, that's, that's one reason why I appreciate
0: being here in Virginia. Because in Dallas, you know we have beaches in Texas too, but from Dallas, it's like to to get to Potosop Padre Island, to get to Galveston Beach. You know, it's like a drive. You have to drive like forever to get there. Yeah. And so uh, I always gravitate to where the water is. So literally here in Virginia Beach, I'm three blocks from the beach.
1: And oh, that's beautiful! Fantastic. Yeah. I'll I'll say this. I, I um my brother lived in new york city for a while he he was actually living i don't know if you're familiar with new york city but he lived in yonkers and um and uh i remember we went if people who are familiar with new york and um we went up to jones beach and in long island and um you know uh we had a coffee in the morning and then we got a hot dog and went to jones beach you know but uh (laughs) but yeah long island jones beach and i remember we had to go through these toll roads to get to uh to get to the beach. And when we got to the beach, it was just like chock a block full. And I remember thinking like, man, get me back to Malibu, you know, where you just like drive up the coast and you can find your little secret spot. And there's like hardly anybody around. And um, that's something I really liked about uh, California. But I did live in uh, Oxnard for a little while with some friends and they lived uh, near a beach called uh, Silver Strand Beach in Oxnard, right. California, and and uh, we lived like yeah three probably three or four maybe maybe five, maybe five blocks from the beach. But I used to go down there, and it was exactly one mile long. So I do my jog on the beach, and uh, just really really beautiful uh, being by the beach. So I, I feel where you're coming from with that. Yeah, yeah I love
0: it. I love you. Wouldn't trade it for the world. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: Julian, I'm not gonna hold you, but I want to thank you so much for being on the show, uh, tell people how they can see three pines.
1: Uh, if you don't have Amazon prime video, uh, get an Amazon prime subscription. I think it's really worth it. Cause, um, I believe you also get, uh, free and fast shipping if you're going to order stuff and plus you get the video service. So there's my right. little commercial for Amazon. Um, yeah, I get Amazon prime three pines. It's uh, streaming now. All episodes are out so you can binge mm-hmm. it and uh there's that if you want to follow me personally uh do it on instagram at i am julian bailey uh and that's it instagram and i'm trying to start a twitter which is the same handle i am julian bailey um but i i only have like 10 or 11 followers on there right now so uh, (laughs) well we'll help build those up we'll get
0: we'll get you some more followers okay okay cool (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Thank you again for being on the show. I'm very excited. You're gonna season two is gonna be here, and we're gonna enjoy every moment of it because they got so much of the story that we don't know. Oh, they that's gotta so true. It.
1: They can
0: so
1: just leave us hanging. That's right. Exactly. And there are 18 books too. I mean, Louise Penny's latest book is number one right now on the New York Times wow. bestseller. At least it was last week. I think it probably still is, but. Um, yeah, there's so many great stories and uh, worth telling and they're just really human stories and worth. Uh, I think, you know, they're really worth your, your while um, on a, it. Well, they'll enrich you beyond just the entertainment value, I think. Right. And, uh, and so it's just really been a blessing to be a part of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, keep up the good work. I mean, I I love your work, and and I know you're gonna go way far, way beyond. And I, I I'm seeing Julian taking over, being like the number one person on the show. I mean, I don't know. I'm just predicting this. Okay. I haven't okay. read the books yet, so. But I'm just predicting this.
1: So. Okay. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> exciting. No, I definitely. That, that you know, I'm game. Let's do it. Let's uh, strap in and and let's go for it. Yeah. Let's go you.
0: for it. Right. Well. <laughs> Have a good night. Give the baby a kiss for me, and yeah. I'll be seeing you. If you ever need me, reach out. I'm here. I'm on Instagram as well, and I'll, I'll reach out to you. And if you need me yeah. for anything, I'm here. Help I promote Whatever it, you're working on, I'm there yeah. for you, okay? That
1: means a lot to me. Thank you so much. I'm going to go take a cold shower now so I can see what I can do about <laughs> my pink face. My, my pink face.
0: <laughs> Well, have a good night.
1: All uh, right, you too, okay, guys. Thank you so much. Until
0: next time, SKST Radio. Bye-bye you're watching sks